Hello, everyone. This is Kerwin, and welcome to another episode of What's Happening in Travel with Kushwin Kerwin. Uh, Kushu is not here today, so it's just be by me by myself. And uh, today we're going to talk about uh, fifth freedom flights. Now, um, in the last podcast, I think episode ninety, uh, we actually I actually spoke about um, seeing the airplane, which is actually my background, which is. Um, Ethiopian Airlines, Boeing 787, I think it's a Dash 9, um, that goes between Oslo and uh, Stockholm on its way to Ethiopia, Addis Ethiopia and back. And so this week, I thought it would be interesting if we spoke about some of the flights that I found over time. And while I've been doing the research, uh, what I've noticed is that a lot of them aren't flying anymore. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen. And I will talk through this so the folks that are listening uh, to the podcast um, won't have an issue. So uh, what I'm doing is I'm using the booking engine or the the, the schedule engine on PassRider.com. And uh, I did a a bunch of them already just so it makes it easier. So the first one I'm going to talk about is from Sydney to Auckland. And if you go on the booking engine passrider.com and you type in Sydney to Auckland, um, it'll give you the results. Now, note that it, if you don't see any of these flights, it either means that they're not daily or they're not operating. On the website, it has a feature that will that you can use to say, I want um, a seven-day schedule or a daily. This particular one I'm looking at is actually the daily, but I'll show you what the schedule ones look like eventually. So if we look at the the Sydney to Auckland flight, we see that there's first a Qantas flight, then a Qantas and an Air New Zealand, then a Qantas, then a LAN. LAN Chile between Sydney and Auckland? How is that possible? So what is a, for for you to understand why that's possible, you need to understand what is a fifth freedom flight. I think there might be about six different freedoms and we'll probably have another podcast that will explain all the different freedoms. But for this one, we're going to talk about the fifth freedom. What the fifth freedom does, it says you can fly between country A and country B and you can carry passengers even if your airline is not based in country A or country B. Typically, what happens is that uh, if you're flying from country A to country B, you're either an airline that's based in country A or based in country B. So you have the rights. And then what the um, countries do is they give each other rights to fly between the two countries. Um, Now, in the fifth freedom rights, it says, hey, even though you are not from country A or from country B, you can fly between the two routes and you can uh, take passengers. So you can sell tickets. Now, how does this happen or why does it even make sense for the airlines to do this? If you look at the example for um, the, the example for LAN, which is what we're looking at right now, it's LAN 800. It goes between Sydney and Auckland and it's a 78. 7-900. What's happening is this particular airline in this particular direction, it's going Sydney to Auckland. And then from Auckland, it's going to Santiago. So as a customer, you can buy a ticket from Sydney to Santiago with a stop in Auckland. 
You don't have to, you, you, if, if you get off, it's because they, they need to clear, clean the planes. In some places you do have to get off because there's immigration, there's customs. And uh, one of the agreements is that if you're passing through, then all passengers have to deplane. And so you have to go through that. So whenever that happens, the airline will, they will clean the planes. And sometimes what will happen is that between on that smaller segment, because in this case, Sydney to Auckland is much shorter than Auckland to Santiago. So on the shorter segment, um, they will have a more diminished service. Now, this is uh, pretty, uh, how long is this one? It's three hours and five minutes. So it's the shorter segment, um, but it is it is quite long. Normally, the tags is what they call them, about an hour or so or two hours. But this particular one is, and I'll show you some other ones um, that are that's out there that are a little shorter. Um, so this one and lunch lan, which is just because used to be called lan chili, um, but now it's just lan. They are based in Santiago. So uh, they are not based in Australia and they're not based in New Zealand, but the Australia and the New Zealand government have given them permission to fly between there. Now there are other airlines that fly between this um, this segment, i.e. Qantas and Air New Zealand and probably Jetstar, yeah, are the ones that fly through there. But the government looked at the traffic and they're like, well, if we if we allow this airline to do that, then it won't adversely affect the other airlines from the two countries that are serving that are serving that particular market. And typically, it's like one flight a day, and so um, it won't make that much of a difference. And most of the passengers, anyway, people are not buying tickets between Australia and Sydney online. Uh, they're typically buying Qantas or Jetstar or Air New Zealand. Um, the people who are flying between there are either going from Sydney to Auckland, uh, well, sorry, not Sydney to Auckland. They're typically going from Sydney all the way to um, Santiago or from Auckland all the way to Santiago and back. So I hope that explains um, the fifth freedom. So that's the one down there. Now there used to be a lot more because Emirates used to be on this market. I actually took an Emirates uh, A380 from Auckland to Sydney because I got bumped off of a flight once and I went and I had to buy a ticket and I bought that ticket on Emirates and flew Auckland to Sydney on the A380. Very nice flight. Uh, another mark we're going to look at is Buenos Aires, which is easy to Santiago, Chile, which has talked about Santiago in the previous one. Now this one uh, I've flown on, uh, I think it was, I think it was Lan. I did Santiago to Buenos Aires. And the cool stuff was I was actually catching a British Airways flight uh, that's going to go from Santiago to Heathrow. The issue was I was working for Continental at the time and I couldn't get out of Santiago to save my life. So I said, hey, let me look at the tags that are around there. And at that time, um, the, the other tags that, that flew that market was not at the time that would work for me because BA actually flies that tag, um, but landed. So I flew in a line, it was an A340, I think it was. And the cool stuff was I landed and then they were actually already boarding that flight. And if I had entered the country and gone through transit and come back around, I would have missed it. So I'm walking by and we we pretty much parked right next to the BA7, I think it was seven at the time. And I went up to the gate and I spoke to the lady and I said, hey, um, I need to get on this flight. I'm going to London. 
And um, she goes, okay, you can you can show me all your documents. I showed her all my documents. And so she accepted me through. So I was able to connect without going through the uh, the transit, the transit area. This was way back when. So um, so that actually worked out really well. But in this market, there is KLM is the one that's flying from Iziza, which is EZE, which is in Buenos Aires, Argentina, to Santiago, Chile. It's a two hour and 10 minute flight, KL 701, and it's on a 789. Now, the cool thing about this is you can buy a ticket on that flight, a KLM ticket. You can also buy a ticket in business class. So if you wanted to experience a KLM business class seats, not necessarily the service because you're not going to get the full service. You will get probably a meal because it's two hours. So you probably get a nice meal and things like that. But you may not get like the proper amenity kits and, you know, all, all the cool stuff that you would get on the longer haul because the longer haul of that flight is going to go from Santiago all the way to Amsterdam. Um, so this flight actually does um, Buenos Aires, Santiago, Amsterdam. And on the way back, it does the same thing. Amsterdam, Santiago, Buenos Aires, and then it goes back. So um, this is kind of how how these how these flights uh, operate. Uh, on this particular market, there aren't any others on that uh, that are running. It's just a KLM flight that's doing that. Um, everything else is local, either to Buenos Aires or to South or somewhere in, in South America, because the South American carriers have different agreements um, that they that they can fly between between these countries. Uh, Let's see, let's look at another one. And this one, um, I was trying to find one in the Caribbean and um, there doesn't seem to be any anymore. I thought there was one between like Grenada and Barbados, maybe. I'm gonna check that one. Um, and let's see, is there any, I know Virgin Atlantic does one. And uh, try as I may, I was really searching for one. I couldn't find any. So now I'm going to try Grenada to Antigua and nothing is coming up for Grenada to Antigua. Um, but there are some in the Caribbean. Um, I just flew one and it's not operating anymore. It was on British Airways from uh, Antigua to Providencialis. And uh, I know that they do exist, um, but they're not showing up, which means that they're either seasonal or they've stopped them. Um, and I, I can't find another one that works in the Caribbean. They're just not, they're just not showing up. But like I said, I did I did do um Gatwick to Providen to Antigua and Antigua to Providencialis. And um, so the Antigua to Providencialis would be the piece that's the tag, and you could actually have bought a ticket on that. Um trying to think of another routing i even tried saint vincent because i did see one uh, there was a virgin atlantic flight from saint vincent and i think it went um let's see and that's on the liat and into caribbean and maybe it was barbados i think it was um all right, let's see. There's British Airways, Liat, Intercur. No, so I'm not seeing any of those. And and what will happen is that sometimes they're only in the Caribbean. I mean, in the summer that you'll see them. But let's go to another market. This other other route is from 
Bangkok to Hong Kong. So Bangkok to Hong Kong have some pretty good ones on there. There is uh, the first one is Ethiopian. Ethiopian 608 flies twice a week on a 787-800. And it goes from, uh, so, yeah, dash, sorry, 787-8, two hours and 45 minutes from Bangkok to Hong Kong, leaves at one o'clock, arrives at uh, 445, I guess it's a one hour time change in there. Uh, and also Emirates 384, which is an A380, three hour and five minute flight, it says. And the rest are local are local carriers. Um, so there's Cafe, because they're based in Hong Kong. Uh, there is, who's HB? There's also Thai, of course. HB is um, Great Bay Airlines. So these are all local airlines out there. Then there's also one called FD, which is Thai Airways Asia. So that's based in um, Bangkok. And there's Hong Kong Airlines. So these are all local airlines to either country. Now let's go one more. And we're going to go look at Singapore to Sydney. I actually flew this route on my British Airways 777. This is a seven hour and 40 minute flight. Now this flight, it is actually, it's part of the, what's called the kangaroo route. Kangaroo route is from Australia to the UK. And... Um, Qantas is actually working on what's called the Qantas, I think it's called the sun, Sunrise Flights. So they want to do nonstop and they've tested it, nonstop from Australia all the way to the to the UK. And so um, they're creating a special, yeah, it's like an A350 with seat, different seat configuration and things like that. So they can do the, um, the Sunrise Flights because it's going to be quite long, a little 18 hours plus, I think it is. Um, but this particular route from Singapore to Sydney, the first leg, so there's Singapore Airlines and there is a Scoot, uh, which a Scoot has actually changed their name, their code to TR. Used to be TZ, um, which was the same as American Transair, so it's quite interesting. Uh, Singapore, Singapore, British Airways, flight 15 on a 787-9 dash nine, nine. Oh, I keep wanting to say 900, 77 dash nine, 745 minutes. And when it gets to Sydney, turns it, when it, it does Singapore to Sydney, but it was coming from London. So it does London to Singapore and then Singapore to Sydney. And then there's also Qantas on that, on that routing. Let's look at another one. Or is that the last one? Nope, there's another one. So from Oslo to Stockholm, this is the one for the airplane that's in my background. So this is one where Ethiopian flies from uh, Oslo at 7.45, arrive in Stockholm at 8.50, flies on an hour and five minutes, ET 7.15, which is a 787-9. And um, my uh, friend of mine just took this flight and he said that they no longer, they didn't do like a meal or anything like that. Uh, it was very kind of you know low keyed. I had actually flown line from Madrid to Frankfurt, and I checked that one earlier, and uh, it's not operating anymore. Um, it was on uh, was it line? No, it wasn't line. It was actually Air Mexico. Uh, that 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 flew that route. Or was it line? I think it was actually line. Um, that flew that. 
So um, that just kind of, these flights are all over. They used to be a JFK to Vancouver on Cathay, and it would do JFK, Vancouver, and then uh, Vancouver to uh, to Hong Kong. Now, uh, COVID-19 um, killed a lot of these flights that were out there. They even used to be one on, I think it was Air China, was it China Airlines? One of those airlines from Houston to Panama City. And I wanted to take that, never took it. COVID came and it's not available anymore. Um, so whenever you see these flights around, just good. The fares are normally very uh, a lot cheaper. So for example, the Ethiopian flight was like $70 or some $60, $70 in economy. But in business, it was like 600 When I took the, I think it was line from Madrid to Frankfurt, it was, uh, uh, how much was it now? Um, it was about 140 something dollars for business class uh, that it was. So there are a number of these around. Um, I hope you get a chance to, to check them out. And if, uh, if you have any others that I've missed, because I know I've missed a lot of them, uh, just leave a note in the, in the, and the comments or send in an email at feedback at passrider.com and let me know um, if you know of any of those. Let me just stop my screen share. So um, that's kind of all we have all we have for this week. I did have one other thought to thought though. Um, I was on a flight recently and um, this lady, she that I heard the agent say to her, hey, um, you can't board the flight. She's like, what do you mean I can't board the flight? She was kind of loud. And he, got, he, I think, he didn't say it loud because I didn't hear him, but um, I think he mentioned that she was inebriated. And she goes, but I only have, I only had, and she was very staggering and, you know, drunk voice. Um, I only had one, one Bloody Mary. And um, she was actually louder before. And so much so that they called for her to board the flight. And she never got up because she was she was she was in a wheelchair and then a wheelchair guy left her. And then but she could walk. She just can't walk very far. And um, they were they were saying, hey, you know, if you're if you're needing a little, little extra time to board the plane, blah, blah, blah. You can do this. And she didn't budge. And I was wondering why she didn't budge. Then the guy came over and he was talking to her. And she's like very loud. She's like, you're you're making fun of me. You're going to make people do this and do that. And I'm like, no, you're kind of doing that all on your own, lady. And she was making all this noise. And of course, she was causing the scene. And the guy that cannot board the flight. And she's like, what do you mean I can't board the flight? I've been waiting all morning. And, you know, and the guy's like, you can't board the flight. So she's, you know, getting upset. And she came over and she touched him. And the guy's like, don't touch me. Please don't touch me. And so she kind of backed up a little bit. Um, and then, you know, she said, well, give me my money back. And the guy is just done with her. Because at this point, she's really getting weird. And um, the eventually she goes, well, I'm not going anywhere. And she stormed off. And I know where she went. So I tell you that story <laughs> to say that um, don't drink before your flight. Uh, because if the agents recognize that you're inebriated, inebriated um, you will not be able to board that flight. 
So um, just make sure that, you know, if your flight's delayed, don't go to the bar. Or if you go to the bar, don't drink a lot. Because if you're drunk, or the agent can detect that um, you've been drinking and you can't hold your... Because the problem is that they don't want you to get on the flight and then create problems on the flight. Because if you're drunk before you get on the flight, no. So what will ha what typically happens is they make you sit down somewhere and then you when you when you sober up, you know, they try to book you on, on, a, on a new flight. And the whole idea is for you to sober up so you can go, not for you to go and drink your sorrows away um, again. So be careful out there. So that's all I got this week. Um, if you got any comments or anything like that, you know, send me a note. Um, and it's a short episode this week. So uh, this is Kerwin with uh, What's Happening in Travel. And um, have a good flight and see you soon.